Welcome to the Fire Church Podcast. Today we pray Holy Spirit will speak through this message and into your life right where you are. Um, can I please call Lynette Granger and Jill Cole to the platform? Um, I felt from the Lord in preparation and prayer for this morning, for this year, essentially is to pray and prophesy into what God is going to do. And so for those who don't know Lynette um, or Jill, Lynette uh, has been with the Fire family for a few years now. She's a trusted prophetic voice um, in the house of God. You're, you might be in mid-conversation with Lynette and then you, you'll get a prophetic word from her and, and it is very accurate, very sharp. Jill, we've known from our last um, church as well, just from a distance, but getting to know her even more and Peter as well as they've come into the family. Uh, a fire church, just really getting to know um, her prophetic history and heritage and, and what she sees in the spirit. I, I felt to get these two ladies up. And then um, I'm gonna share what the Lord showed me this week uh, in, in a vivid dream and, and confirmed through scriptures as well. So as, as we hear from these uh, mighty women of God, can please be attentive with open hearts and just uh, receive what the Lord has to say. Amen. Isaiah 43 to 5. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. John the Baptist was telling the people to get ready for the Messiah. We have to get ready for Jesus' return. We have to make our salvation sure. This is what God has said over you as a church, the people, there has been exponential increase within those in the church, taking me at my word, becoming more hungry to read my word and arising in greater faith. What would have taken years has been accelerated and has been accomplished in months. I have carried out my plans in your lives towards destiny, creating endurance, passion and purpose. Those submitting under my dealings have learnt a new level of trust in my faithfulness. Many ask God, how will I prepare for the future going into 2023? Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading. Be open to my communications with you. Be sensitive to my promptings. Ask for greater discernment, spirit of revelation and for my wisdom. 
seek intimacy in relationship and read my word daily. Seek my presence, pray regularly and obey God. Speak the word of God over your homes, lives and families. Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. In a time of great change, I change not. I speak over you now, church, fire churches. You shall go and take new ground in many areas. You shall be a beacon to rightly divide the word of truth, to recognise the times and seasons, to change and embrace the new wine of power and authority in God. Many are being left behind in old ways, old wineskins. In demonstrating my power and authority over demons and antichrist spirit plans to hinder the church. You shall arise to take and bring guidance to my church, which is now asleep in the boat. Joining, joining with those ministries on fire, you shall spread out across the land using halls, tents and outdoors to preach the word. Many salvations, healings, deliverances and mass turnaround in lives which are being destroyed by Satan. You shall bring freedom and healing to this land. As changes rapidly occur, you shall be guided by the Holy Spirit and positioned by me. All things work together for good and as the heat rises against the church, my people will shine ever more brightly. It shall be the best time for evangelism and witnessing God's glory cover the earth. Stay rooted in me and planted in a Bible-believing church which demonstrates my power and authority, not compromised or powerless. The plans of the enemy have been used to awaken and shake my church. The nations have been shaken and my power demonstrated through all generations. You are nurturing and teaching the next generation of leaders, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers and evangelists. This new generation will arise and do mighty things in God. They will reject the fake, the old wineskins, and take God at His word. Fear is the opposite of faith. Walk forward into the new year, knowing God has never lost control and His purposes and plans will unfold and prevail. Walk forward in faith, knowing and being confident of this very thing, that He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. 
Behold, I'm coming soon. Work while it is day. Be my hands and feet to a lost and dying world. I love you with an everlasting love, my children. That was brilliant. Um, okay, two key words come to my mind for next year. Listen and obey. How many of us parents love obeying children and put on their listening ears? It's, it's so good to know that if we're obedient, we listen and we obey, we get things done quicker. Um, and God just wants to thank you for your obedience, Alex, because it's not been easy. But he knows, he knows what you've been through and he's thankful for your obedience. And, uh, okay, so, and it's quite risky giving a mic to somebody that you don't really know that well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... Just before I give a release a word for 2023, 12 years, uh, 10 years ago, 2012, the year before we moved out to Australia, God gave me a word for the church. And I gave it, and at the time, it kind of made sense, but it didn't, because we were very comfortable, the church was comfortable, it was easy, you know, everything was going well. But now when I, God brought me back to this word for today, and uh, it really does make sense now. So I'll read you that first and then go from there. Haggai 2, 7-9. I will shake all nations, and the desired of all nations will come and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. It is time for the church to make a stand against the principalities that Satan rules over. God is waking his church up and we need to hear his voice daily. Things are going to get messy. The people will come, they are coming home. Sundays will not be the same again. They will not want to go home because God is going to minister to them. Be prepared to spend Sundays feeding the lost with truth and mercy. The gospel of truth will be preached. I see people on their knees in repentance their tears will turn to tears of joy and praise for what God is doing in their lives. They will go out and spread the good news. It will go far and wide. This is the reaping of those seeds that were sown years ago. Come, Jesus, sound the trumpet call. 
Revelation 22:14. Blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. The spirit and the bride say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. We must be guided by the spirit in everything. We must make sure we don't use any religious language. There must not be any intimidation, but instead of our words must be full of wisdom and grace, making sure we are right with God at all times, not allowing the flesh to have any space, having a humble spirit. Joel 2:28, the day of the Lord, I will pour out my spirit on all people, all people, I will show wonders in the heavens and earth and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Always reconciling, always forgiving, no room for pride and arrogance. These will be stumbling blocks like barbed wire, allowing the work of the spirit to work in the body at all times, no relationships need to be that so relationships need to be transparent and accountable the enemy must have no room for maneuver we must it must be squashed as soon as it's recognized always remembering these people are being saved from the powers of darkness they are being born in a battlefield. They will see things supernaturally because they have been blindfolded by the enemy. So they will see a great light. They will have revelation. We must be prepared for miracles. We must pray against unbelief and trust in a creator God who can do whatever he wants. We must root out any religious spirits so we can make way for the Holy Spirit to do his work. The only barrier is our own mindsets. The newborn will not have a problem with the supernatural, but I think some Christians will have a problem as it will challenge and stretch them. The fruit will be the power of their testimonies, of lives transformed, communities transformed, nations transformed. Okay, so I feel that's really relevant for today. So how do we go forward to 2023? God is ready to to pour out new wine so we must get rid of the old wine skin we cannot go back to what church was before covid and lockdowns i believe god is saying hold everything lightly don't plan too many programs let the spirit have his way in everything there is no format just a word about formats and formulas. When you read about the healings, 
in Acts. No healing was the same. You know, when they put dust with spit and somebody could see after that, and then going down to the river seven times and coming back healed. It's going to be like that. No healing is going to be the same. There's no formula to go by. Every birth, every natural birth is different. I've had three children. Every birth was different. So in the spirit, people are going to be born again. They're all going to be different. Their birthing is going to be different. There's no formula how to do this, how to do that. So, so God is going to do things differently in the years ahead. The enemy loves it when we have traditions and structures. He can move in predictability. That's why God wants to mix it up and let the spirit move. He doesn't want us to be bogged down in works. He wants our time. He wants our attention. He wants our ears. He wants our hearts. God wants to show his glory through his bride. Um, So let the next chapter begin. Let God have his way. Let's not be stubborn, but let us yield to a loving God who wants to bless us and keep us. Let the party begin. Lay out the banquet table. Get ready for the guests that God is going to bring and call. Let's revel in his spirit. God has already sent out the invitations. Thank you, Joe. Praise God. Um, you got to understand, I, I, I was heavily dependent on the Lord on who to um, really ask for this. Um, Jill mentioned we don't really know each other too well. We've, we've uh, caught up a few times and chatted and things like that, yes, in previous church. But during the week, I was asking for a confirmation. And I had a dream that I'd asked Jill to prophesy. And I felt strong in my spirit, Lynette, as well. On a separate night, this past Tuesday night, the 27th of December, it's interesting how they both started with Isaiah 40, verse 4. Every valley will be exalted and every mountain will be brought low and then Haggai a shaking. Well, speaking of a shaking, this is my dream. I had to wake up and I wrote it down as soon as I woke up. A great shaking. Jess... And an unrecognizable friend and I were standing at the intersection of Swanson Street and Latrobe Street, where Melbourne Central is and the State Library is as well in the city. It was very windy to the point that we could see buildings that were built in a strange manner, in a strange way, were starting to sway. And as I looked further down Swanson Street, I saw those big, those big buildings that was in awe and captured people's attentions, these, these unique structures of architecture and design although people realized it was unusual i saw these uh as i look further down swanson street i saw these big buildings and i had concerns as the wind was blowing them back and forth these man-made structures which were meant to be stable they were oddly shaped 
and bent forward and, to be, and uh, started to go backwards and side to side. Finally, a snap sound came and it came crashing down. So mighty was its fall. We decided to run further down towards Flinders Street. And as we did, the State Library all of a sudden collapsed from its foundations and fell into a rubble. The Lord said, He will shake up the foundations of our society. What can be shaken will be shaken and what can stand will stand. The world will see firsthand what is true and what is false. What moral values, standards and standards which we are called to live by versus those that we're called to reject. What the world has accepted as evil and calling that good and calling good as evil shall be more apparent than ever before. That the people of God shall rise up and be bold and courageous to be open to the shaking of the Lord And then the Lord led me to Hebrews 12. At that time, Hebrews 12 verse 26. At that time, His voice shook the earth, but now He has promised once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. God is going to do a shaking in the world, friends. It's already happening. People are already starting to call out the holes in the argument around left-wing thinking, around that you can identify as whatever you want today, Maybe something else tomorrow in terms of your sexuality and things like that. And don't get me wrong, we love all people. I, I love all people. I've got friends in, in that challenge, in that struggle, and they know they are loved. But the Lord is saying, be careful, church. Don't cave in to the ways of man. Don't cave in to the structures and the ideologies of how man would set up society. These things that have been built up are odd. They are unique, but not in a good way. The Lord is going to do a shaking. And it is for His mercy and by His mercy that the shaking will happen. Lest there be an eternal consequence whereby it is too late. The Lord spoke to me about this shaking as well. Within the church that He wants to shake up the foundations of what we're used to. Jesus said to His disciples, I believe it was in John 16, beware of the yeast of the teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. As they were heading to, to grab a meal and they, they, they thought to themselves, prior to Jesus saying this, we don't have any bread, Jesus. And Jesus brought this verse up. You see, prior to John 16, there's John 15, where they fed the 4,000. John 14, they fed the 5,000. And now they're used to a certain mode, certain model, certain structure. 
come John 16. Jesus is talking about bread. And they said to themselves, we've forgotten about the bread. And Jesus said, no, be careful of the yeast of the teachings of the Pharisees and Sadducees. In other words, be careful of the man-made rules and structures that he never asked for. Be careful of the man-made ways that he never ordered. Be open to the voice of God and how he wants to move in a new season. Behold, Isaiah 40, I'm doing a new thing. It springs up. Do you not perceive it? God is going to do a new thing. So is the new thing going to look like the old thing? It's going to have elements of it. It's going to have principles of it. But just like Jesus, as He healed a man with spit and mud, He didn't raise a man who was crippled with spit and mud. It was different. We are to be led by the Spirit. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God, are sons and daughters of God. So allow the shaking to happen. Allow the uncomfortableness of what perhaps God is gonna do this year in your own lives, that perhaps there's gonna be friendships tested and family relationships tested as you speak the truth in love. That you no longer will settle for compromise. You no longer will settle for, you know what, I'm just gonna try and keep peace and not tell you the truth. In fact, the Lord is gonna birth such a passion and desire for you to speak the truth in love, knowing that if you don't, that people's eternity is at stake. And as you speak the truth in love, the Lord is going to be with you. He's going to help you see the captives set free. He's going to help you see lives transformed. The Lord says, if you are going to remain silent, and I say this with a lot of love, from even our own senior pastor, Daniel Hagen, we, we said, look, there's all these laws and things like that that's taking place in Victoria right now. We're, we're bound legally, so to speak, on the subjects I've just been talking about. What do you want to do? I love his response. And this was in love to all the fire church pastors gathered, gathered us in a Zoom. If you do not speak the whole counsel of God, their blood is on your hands. Jesus said in, in His Word, do not fear the one who can destroy your body, but fear the one who can destroy both your body and soul. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but the fear of man will prove to be a snare. Your fear of not speaking the truth in love will prove to be a snare. Not just for that person, but for yourself as well. But the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. God will give you the wisdom to speak the truth in love. God will give you the wisdom. You know, the Bible says, let all things be done in order. Sometimes we take that quite too far and we put our own thoughts of what order means, that it needs meetings need to look like a certain way. God says, I'm into structure. I am into systems and procedures. Joseph couldn't have elevated into the position 
of second in charge to Egypt without the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, without the right structures, strategies and systems to put into place if it wasn't for Him. But there is an order that perhaps the church, not just, I'm not talking about us, but just the the church in general can sometimes find themselves in man-made systems, structures and procedures that God never asked for. So let things be done in order, the Bible says. In what order? His order. And so if we see people shrieking, crying, getting delivered, it's in God's order. If we see little baby toddler eyes there patting a dog, that's my kind of order. That's so cute. That's super cute. But let things be done in order, in how God wants it. The Brazilians are known to carry the fire of God. I might have shared this before, but I had the honour of receiving prayer from John and Carol Arnott, the Toronto Blessing pastors. 20 plus years later, they're in the nation of Brazil. They, they feel in the spirit the, the revival is hotter than any other part of the world than, than they've ever experienced before. And they had to ask the leaders, what have you done? What have you done to steward and carry such a strong, weighty presence of God and the fire of the Holy Spirit in all of you believers? You know how sometimes in meetings you see people just going for it in worship. The Brazilians are known when they're in the room, they're the ones also going for it in the worship. But these leaders said, we were at your Toronto meeting many, many years ago, 80 of us, you took us to a room, you prayed for us. For three hours, the fire of God being deposited. More, Lord, more, 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 more. When they took it back home, they spread that fire. They stayed close with the Lord. But the number one thing that John and Carol said is, this is what they got from them. They said, we weren't ashamed of the moves of the Spirit. We didn't shut down a move of God. We didn't get embarrassed when people were crying or shrieking, getting delivered. We've had carpet vomit, we've cleaned it, praise God, in my office, I've had vomit in my carpet, on my carpet as well. Because God needs to do a deep work and get things out of people. But the Lord says, it's now time, church. Arise and shine. Let the glory of the Lord come upon you. Let the glory of the Lord come upon you. When Jesus walked this earth in His ministry, it wasn't always nice. Little meetings, three-point sermons and things like this. In fact, on the day of Sabbath, when He was teaching in the synagogue, a demon-possessed man shrieked, Son of man, what do you want from us? He told that demon in him, Be quiet. And get out of him in Jesus' name. Get out of him. That's in the middle of the service. That's in the middle of Jesus preaching. So if it was out of all sorts, perhaps to some of the religious folk of his time, thinking, who is this Jesus? Why is he moving and operating this way? Why is he healing on the Sabbath? Don't you know you're meant to rest on the Sabbath? Don't you know you're meant to be prim and proper? in your worship? Don't you know you're meant to be prim and proper in your seat? 
and not react. Friends, we're called to love the Lord with all our heart, mind, body and strength. If we can get excited at a tennis match, at, a, at, a, at the footy, at the basketball, I say let's get more excited in the house of God for our King. He's worthy of it all. I'll finish with this. Then we're going to ask our dear friend Evangelist Lee want to come up. God is looking for a whole-hearted, abandoned worshippers. And I'm, I'm not just talking about the Sunday worship in the room where you're giving it your all, but in your life, in your everyday walk with the Lord. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, which is holy and pleasing to God. This is your proper act of worship, holy and pleasing. Offer your bodies daily to God. Your mind, your will, your emotions, your plans, everything, Give it all to God. Give it all to God. And don't conform anymore to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you can test and approve God's perfect and pleasing will. Amen. Lee, why don't you come up? Thank you, Pastor Alex. I'm going to cast two nets today because, you know, when God came for us, He sent us two people. He sent us Jesus and He sent us John the Baptist. John the Baptist came wearing <clears throat> sackcloth and <clears throat> eating locusts and honey. And the reason for that is he looked different. He looked very biblical because in the Old Testament, that's how the Old Testament prophets are like. And the reason for that is he came to call the religious Jews to salvation. But they didn't accept him. But Jesus came eating and drinking because he was sent for the audience of the sinners. And so he sent two people to reach different audiences, okay? And so I love what Pastor Alex has been sharing about the dream. True, what, the truth is always true. What you think is the truth, right, has to be tested. And through time, it will, it will provide itself whether it's true or not. And so the Bible says, like, you know, be faithful to, to one person, to one spouse. In the world, you can go, well, I can do whatever I want. Marriage, you know, it's just something that the society's made up and it's not satisfying. But let it, let it work out. You know, ask anyone who's been through divorce and probably this half, you know, many of you have been through it. You know, watch the expression of your, on your children's face. Look at your own bank balance. I had a friend long time ago, he's like, he's been successful businessman all of his life. At the age of 45, got divorced, which is the same age as me now. And I was a young man, 20 years old, and he was surf couching, I mean, couch surfing. He was sleeping on my couch at the age of 45 because he got divorced, lost his house, lost his kids. And you know, I saw the pain. He was just in my, in my lounge room every night drinking beer because he was trying to drown his sorrows. 
So when the Bible says, do not divorce, because it's, there's a reason for that. Growing up, I used to think that Christians were a bunch of squares and nerds. They didn't drink, <clears throat> they didn't take drugs, they wouldn't chase girls, they didn't get into a fight. And I'm thinking, how boring can you be? I pursued what I thought was fun. I took drugs, I drank, I did everything. I destroyed my life. Went in jail, debt, destruction, empty. My life was empty. But you know what? After I found Jesus, all of that was seeking affirmation. I found that in God. Everything you're looking for, all your hunger, all your thirst is in God. You want to be popular. All you're looking for is love and acceptance. You found that in God. The most famous person in the universe wants to hang out with you. You don't need to be famous to, to get affirmation. When you get to heaven, the most famous person in the center of the universe wants to speak to you every day. If you can get your head around that. All the angels, they don't want to talk to you. When Jesus walk in the room and you walk in the room, they'll ignore you. When you see an angel in heaven and Jesus walks in, you'll leave him alone. You'll walk away from the angel and go, this is something better there. There's something more amazing. The Creator of angels. So this is what you have. Jesus wants to fulfill you. You can, you can walk your own way, you walk your own road, make up your own truth, but time will provide the, 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 the proof of whether what you're doing is really good or not. And this is what Jesus provided. He says, I'm the way, the truth and the life. If you follow me, you will have life. You will not go through a life of destruction. You will not vainly go through loopholes and, and mazes and get lost along the way. Before you discover the truth, you can just, just follow Him and you have the truth. You have life, you have wholeness. You know what? After following Jesus, I am so blessed. 2022 has been secretly one of the best years of my life. I am so, so blessed, I cannot tell you. My <laughs> I have a family. Having a son is the most wholesome thing I've ever done with my life. But the Bible says children are a gift from God. And, and I've discovered it to be true. So when you follow Jesus, you will get satisfaction, you will get life, you will get wholeness, you will have true joy. You get to hang out with the King of the universe. Now I've got some testimonies that I have to process it with my wife whether I'm allowed to share it or not, but it's, it's amazing, right? So if that's you, God is calling you. Especially to the young people, I felt like God is just wanting to call some young people saying, you know, you don't need to destroy your life to pursue what you think is fun. You, can, you are free to choose whatever action you want, but you are not free from the consequences. You think alcohol is fun? I've buried friends. We drank, we drove, seen them die, crash into poles and seen them go to jail. I took drugs, went to jail myself, seen people die. See, when God says not to do something, it's not because He's trying to ruin your fun. He, because He's, he's like a good dad, He saw that those things are destructive. So He says, don't do it, go this way. 
If you do this, you won't get into trouble. I remember evangelist John Boy, he, was, he went down to a country town somewhere and he was pressuring this young man. He says, you must give your life to the Lord. And he just kept at it. Like for like 10, 20 minutes, he just kept at it. You know what happened? The man accepted Jesus. Then about one o'clock, it was like the service was 8.30, that ended about 8.39. At 1 a.m. that night, he got shot in the head because his lifestyle caught up with him. He was selling drugs, taking drugs. I guess he owed the wrong people money and they shot him in the head, him and his girlfriend. But you know what? When you follow Jesus, you wouldn't even be there. You wouldn't even take drugs. I have no problem with bikies because I don't take drugs. They have nothing to do with me. I have no one trying to break into my house, steal things because I have no drugs in the house. That's what Jesus is. Following Jesus is wholesome. It's the best thing I've ever done with my life. Secondly, I want to call those people who, you know, you've been good all your life. You don't really drink. You're married. You know, you don't gamble. You're wholesome. But the thing is, 10 out of 10 people die. You will die eventually. And the thing is, we weren't created to just to stop existing. We are actually eternal beings. So you will die and the Bible says there will be two resurrection. The first is the resurrection of the just and the second is the resurrection of the unjust. And so if you do not believe, it's in the book of Revelation, if you do not give your life to Jesus like what Pastor Alex says, if the blood of the Lamb does not cover you, you will be raised for eternal separation from God. I don't think if you understand what eternity means, it means forever because it's a place without time. You will go into this dimension without time and you will be separated from all the natures of God, from air, from water, from fellowship, from love, from light. You'll be separated all of that. And everyone who's been there says, do not go there. So that's why you have to, if you think, you know what, I've never been a bad person like you, Lee. Well, you're going to die one day and you're gonna discover this truth. Jesus is a person who has died and rose again. I was actually reminded during worship this morning about five years ago, there's a young man named Paul Baker. He used to go to this church. And then, you know, he was toing and froing, doesn't know if he's serious from God. And then one day he decided to be serious and then a month later, he drowned right, right about this time. New Year's Day. So it is today. Philip Island. So he drowned like he was battling some addictions. So he decided to get serious about a month before today. And today he got baptised and today, and, like, and like on New Year's Day, he drowned. Just went out swimming and then he just drowned. So you just never know. And so today, that's what I'm issuing a call. Can we bow our heads, please? To those of you who think you're good and you've got nothing to worry about, you'll live forever. You just never know. It's hot right now. You might go to the beach after this. I'm not trying to curse you. But... But anything can happen. 
And the question is, where do you go when you die? If you have Jesus, you have eternal life. And that's what God is offering to you today. Then some of you, if you think, you know, you're young, you can live forever. Following Jesus is following wholeness. It is true fun. It is, hey, man, I love my life. I get to hear God. I see God heal. You know, I get to follow His voice and see amazing things happen. You know, I'm not stressed. I'm not worried. I don't get into fights. There's no one wants to attack me. I'm not trying to attack anyone. You know, God has paid off all my debt, almost all. But that's what following Jesus is. When you follow Jesus, you can have wholeness. So right now, if that's you, and if you like to follow Jesus and accept His sacrifice, can I get you to just lift up your hand, please? Thank you, I see you. Anyone else? Thank you, it's the best thing ever. Thank you, Lord. Anyone else? It is the best decision ever. Or you can find out whether what I'm saying is true or not. There's many, many people here who I know they're in this room and they are not square. They've got some really bad background. (laughs) And some of them, you would never guess. They're really quiet and polite and nice. But I've spoken to them and I know what they've done. (laughs) It's not a bad thing. But that's the beauty of it. You can't tell these days. But because of Jesus, they look at them, they're full of joy, they're happy. So one last call. If you like to give your life to Jesus, lift up your hand. All right, let's pray this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, thank You for sending Your Son to die in my place, cursing sin and restoring the relationship between You and me. I ask right now, You fill me with Your Holy Spirit. I cast off the old person. I embrace the new. Thank You for Your forgiveness. Thank You for Your love. Thank You for Your Spirit. I will follow You all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty Name. If you pray that prayer for the first time, we're gonna invite you to come forward later on. We've got teams that will speak to you and welcome you and pray with you. So thank you. Why don't we just give a round of applause for the people that prayed that for the first time. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. To learn more about Fire Church, head to our website, firechurch.com.au. And don't forget to connect with us on social media, on Instagram, fire.church, Facebook, Fire Church, and YouTube, Fire Church TV. Have a blessed week.